last week on Lore Seekers. Sometimes it makes me happy when, all the time it makes me happy when Rich is in chat, but particularly when people start asking for things and we agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, I just, I look at chat, like, absolutely we should have a companion app looks at chat. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do something a little bit different this week. And what we're going to do is we're going to answer some of the requests that we've been getting from listeners for lore lessons on some of the lesser known stuff. I think this is one of the best times to do these dungeons is dungeon release day, because that's when the ESO fam really kind of shows up and shows off. They, uh, people getting together, doing these dungeons and they're figuring things out. From the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops. Join two friends as they explore Tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. man oh. we've been traveling i just yeah it's been a while oh i got a foot i got a foot on my blister I mean, you got a what i got a foot on my blister is that a thing do people uh, do that yes. oh yes. gosh I, I don't even know man it's just um Is that Layman Tuttle? Is that Layman Tuttle? That, that's Layman Tuttle. <laughs> it's Layman. Hey! hey we're it? not worthy! We're not worthy! <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not much, man. It's good to see you guys. Oh. It's good to see you, too, and it's been a long time coming. We are absolutely 100% fanboying out on the inside, but not trying to show it on the outside. <laughs> a fantastic job. <laughs> oh, how's it going, man? How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, we're uh we're just uh kicking my kids out of the basement. This is my basement, by the way, in case anyone's interested. Yeah, Ar- Artemis was like, Yeah, I'll show us all your cool stuff. I got a little I got a boat. I got a little boat there. That's my <laughs> dwarven colossus up there. I got some uh yeah, that's about it. Got a nice degree <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Some drums over there. That's a solid white door right there. That's a nice door. <laughs> I mean, that is working. <laughs> oh, well, Layman, we're so excited to have you here with us today, man. Thanks so much for coming out. For sure, man. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dingus, what have you been doing this week? Oh, that must be my cue to talk. Well, I wouldn't um, talk to him like that. I have respect for him. <laughs> I'm the dingus. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a dingus. It's fine. <laughs> um, should we order some drinks first, my friend? Oh, well, I don't know. Let me see if I can get her over here. Barbie! Oh, here she comes. Good to see you, boys. What can I get you? Oh, uh, what are you, you going to get? What's your thing? You go. You go first. I don't. I don't want to go first because you wrote uh, a list, yeah. dude. No, yeah, I've got. I've got some some excellent artisanal people of the root beer. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. That's very That's Argonian, sir. For you. There you go. That is very Argonian. See what you did there. See what you. 
<laughs> ma'am, I'm, I'm going to have a uh, little moth lager, please. And uh, ma'am, I don't know what this is, but he wrote it out for me. He said it'd be really good. Uh, I believe it's hist milk. Uh, only if it's from the teat. What teat? What do you mean teat? Oh, man. Oh, don't get don't worry about it. Milk. Don't worry about it? All right. All right, cool. Don't worry about it. Coming right All right. Wow, they have his milk. I'm, I didn't even say they didn't have it. What is it? It's freaking milk from the history. We've had this conversation before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just the tree. Ooh. All right, cool. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah. So you yeah. should be hallucinating by about halfway through the show. Oh, f- fantastic. <laughs> that makes me feel so much better. Oh, all right, gentlemen. Well, you, are you guys ready? You just want to jump right in? We can jump right in, or I can tell you what I've been doing all week. Oh, I yeah. I want to hear what Lehman's been doing all week, too. So Okay, well, you uh, go ahead. You know, uh, you know, working. <laughs> um, we're uh, we're doing some some work on Graymore. We're, uh, trying to get the uh, get everything ready to record uh, all the actors and stuff. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy time at the office for sure. Busy, busy, busy. Oh, good stuff, God. man. It's all coming together. It's really it's really exciting. Is that that has yeah. to be your favorite part too, right? To just when it all kind of comes together like that. It's yeah, yeah. This this part this part is is okay. What what's really cool is when recording is over and the lines that we wrote come back, and you have these like incredibly talented actors who uh, like took what we did and turned it into something like way cooler than it was when we first wrote it. Right. And uh, so that's that's coming soon. So I'm excited about that for sure. Awesome. I think. I think the thing that is that's important to to say here as we even start this thing is it's for us it's hard to realize that one of the major people in this world that writes this game that we love is right here in this room. It's absolutely not. Like how was your how was your week at work? Oh, it was perfect. I'm making your game. <laughs> Literally at my desk. <laughs> it's awesome. Mm. That's well, it's, 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 it's cool, man. It's like, this is, this is why we do it. Right. And so we can send it out and people like you guys can enjoy it. So that's, it's exciting, man. It's been really cool. Absolutely. That's cool. Cash, what have you been doing? Um, I have had a week of min maxing, believe it or not. I've been, um, on magical warden all week long, pretty much. Um, really pretty happy to not be completely enthralled in Cyrodiil and kind of get back to a little PVE. Um, but we have some new stuff in Lower Seekers coming up. At least our, our PCNA guild, we're like jumping right back into trials and then we're uh, working on some vet trial stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of crunching numbers and testing gear and all that kind of stuff has been going on this past week for me. So it's kind of been nose to the grindstone a little bit, but it's, you know, it's fun stuff. It's awesome. Uh, busy. I, I, I spent most of my week in North Carolina. For all our listeners out there, I was in your neck of the woods on a business trip. <laughs> got back and you. I got to log in for about four hours yesterday when you and I were hanging out. So that's yeah, it's about the equivalent, equivalent of my week. And then today, here we are. We're doing a show. So That's right. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. Like when I woke up this morning, this was like going to be my whole day, just making sure everything was right and Turns out as soon as I woke up and like the first thing I did was texted Jibs and he texted me back and just said, get in discord, dumbass. So from this morning, pretty much we've just been talking about just trying to make sure everything's right and stuff, because this, this is a big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been, you know, Lehman, we've been, Lehman, we've been trying to get you. I'm sorry. If I say Lehman, just 
I hope I have it, a little it, bit it of grace. Do, it does not matter. Okay. All right. All. Like when you when you grow up with a name like Lehman Tuttle, it doesn't like after a while it just all rolls off. You know. <laughs> good to know. It's like whatever. <laughs> so Lehman uh, Turtle, yes, that's me. I'm, I'm Lehman Turtle. Oh well, man, you know we've been trying and just getting our schedules to sync up for about I think the total of going on a year. Has, yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, I mean you guys have been super busy. We have not been nearly as busy as you. Let me just be clear. Like we're 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 not even in the same ballpark as busy as you are. You're. I don't know. It seems like you guys are working hard, man. You got the stream going on. It's awesome. Well, thanks. Appreciate that. But you know, yeah, we're, we. But this is our free time, Lehman. We don't write. <laughs> <laughs> we're not writing a world. You know, we're not really. Right. We're not. We're not that extended. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so thanks so much again. You know, for just taking some time, hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Absolutely my pleasure, man. It's, it's, it's great to be here, for sure. Fantastic. Well, we're going to take you along with us on the right. And by the way, to everyone who's listening, Lehman has decided he's going to take the plunge and hanging out, hang out with Cash and Jibs the whole episode. So you guys just get to sit back and get a whole lot of the lore master, which is going to be a good time. But uh, to everyone who is here, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast, Volume 6, Number 10. Wow, Cash, we're in double digits now. Uh, again... Know. Six volumes. I feel old. I feel you like look old. It's we like are the, old. <laughs> it's, we're at that crucial point where a show gets either canceled or renewed for one more final season. <laughs> and we ain't going anywhere, people. So there's that. I feel like the Game of Thrones. All right. So there's that. Anyway, so welcome, everyone. Uh, we're your hosts. I am Jibs, joined by Cash. Yep. We're here. We're stoked. I'm a little off kilter. Like, I'm a, no, admittedly. Just, uh, yeah, you know, it's understandable. And by the way, no, but well, I mean, I was like I was saying, like I have all this excitement on the inside that I'm oh, trying to all kinds of stuff going on right now at bay. But this is going to be a good show. I think getting through all of our stuff and especially our questions, I think that's that a lot of these are fun. And we actually have some really fun mail this week. Yeah, yeah. Lehman's going to jump in on a little bit of mail. We didn't tell you that, Heck Lehman, yeah, but yeah. we're just going to get you. Right. <laughs> I'm here, man. You got me for a few hours. Whatever, whatever happens. All right. So anyway, again, Lehman, thanks so much for hanging out with this man. Yep. No problem, man. Right on. Well, everybody, if you tuned in last week, we answered your fan mail, talked about the Crown Store Showcase, and did a dungeon dive, deep dive on uh, Ice Reach. Well, this week, my friends... We got fan mail, ESO Live, Merkmeyer celebration event, which I hear maybe yeah. Lehman's favorite. I'm not I can't confirm. Yeah, well I mean I mean it might I don't know. It's close. It, Clockwork gives it a run for its money, but Ooh. it's Argonians, man. That's yeah. that's tough to they're my favorite. Oh, all right. I mean, we love all of our children equally, but they're so they're, we won't tell you how we talk about Argonians. <laughs> How do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So you can look forward to that, folks. Also, we're talking performance improvements, free pets, Lehman Tuttle. Lehman Tuttle. Gosh, I'm going to do that all. I'm so sorry. Lehman. Don't worry about it. We're going to talk the whole uh, whole, 100 yards interview we got later. And then uh, we're doing a lore lesson on something that's Mm. very special, and it's Mm. all for Lehman. So you all have to tune into that a little bit. I don't know what it might be themed about. Oh my gosh. You know, it's kind of scary sometimes how incredibly accurate you sound as an Argonian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, that's good stuff. All right, well, 
You know, see, mail carrier. Oh, here it comes. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Why are you wearing heels? I didn't know Dumber wore heels. And he left. All right. Well, um, anyway, for everyone who's tuning in, it's that time. You send us your questions, and we answer them live on the show. And we're just going to kind of jump right in. This is going to kind of be a little bit different of a flow of an episode where everyone's just tuning in. It's exciting times over here at Lore Seekers for obvious reasons. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Mocha Jones 10. And I'm just going to go straight to Lehman with, with the answer for this. He says... Okay. <laughs> we're just throwing him to the wolves. Right oh, into the ready? fire. You ready for that initiation? Here we go. I'm, yeah, I'm getting ready. All right. It says, I finally finished all the lore lessons, and I'm currently with the ep- current with the episodes. All right, he's referencing lore seekers. I have two questions. Being a new player. First deals with the favored topic of Dragon Breaks. Well, you're Dear in for a treat, Mocha. You're going to get an answer from Lehman. <laughs> from the... <laughs> Did you see that face? From the explanation of it, it sounds like during a dragon break, everyone experiences something different. <coughs> cough, mechanic cough. Even though it seems difficult to explain, I see, I see it like a game of telephone, where a message can get misconstructed, misconstrued depending on who hears it. At the end of the telephone game, the intended message is revealed, but the other players still think they heard what they heard. Kind of a fun thing to think about. Lehman? Is it is there any truth uh, to this? I, I think he's selling dragon breaks a little short. Really? Um, dragon breaks dragon breaks are basically the complete dissolution and breakdown of linear time. <laughs> like oh. it's not yeah, it's not a it's not a great time. Well, it's not any time. It's it's a it's a mishmash of, you know, you could wake up your own grandmother and like it's 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 bonkers. Oh, it's, that's gnarly. You don't want to live through a dragon break. Nobody's nobody's playing a game of telephone. They're all like losing track of where they are. And um, we have uh, the other of the obscure talks about it uh, for a second, where he's like, you know, <laughs> imagine you're being born right after you died or whatever. Isn't that wild? Yes, yeah, I don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to be in. A, you don't want to be in a dragon break. It's bad. Bad news. Bad juju. Mm. Bad juju. Is that hard? Yeah, so, I mean, Cash, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's just, it's basically like I kind of see what he's getting at, but it's really you really have to talk about how time is not a factor in and which which Lehman made mention of, but time is really not a factor. And there's several different parallels taking place at the same time. So where one person may believe that his life is just going along and he's having all these experiences, somebody else could be going through the same exact trial or experiences. And it could be a completely different outcome when time finally all comes back together. And, you know, there's not all those parallels anymore. And that's why freaking dragon breaks make me want to punch myself in the face repeatedly. Yeah, it's wacky. You don't yeah. want to get on the outs with Akatosh. That's basically the exactly. <laughs> story short. Akatosh being the dragon god of time who is in, in control of it all. There you go. All right. Well, there's the first part. And then the second part. And by the way, we're just doing Mocha today. Mocha, you got the floor, man. Right, so this is all for you. Uh, second part is not sure. Uh, I think he meant. Ow. Yeah. Thank you. Not sure how. I appreciate that. You know, you know, You're I'm right. like freaking Ron Burgundy. I'll literally read whatever you put. I'm in like your thesaurus. I, I know. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> second, not sure how good, how good a lore lesson this would be. But I would like to hear one on the songs uh, songs the bards sing throughout Tamriel. 
Bards are, in essence, the in-game lore masters singing the tales of Tamriel. Hope to gather the courage to talk in Discord and Guild Chat. Blood for the Pact. P.S. If you think where Jibs, where Jibs is at is Redneck, try living where I am in the border south of him. Just saying. All right. <laughs> so, Bards... I loved that one, actually, and I have taken note at that, because that would be a really cool lore lesson to take the songs that the bards sing in all the Elder Scrolls universe and describe what the hell they're talking about. Mm. Yeah, there's, cool. there's, a lot, there's a lot there. And uh, in Greymoor coming up, uh, you know, you hang out in Solitude. Uh, Solitude is the home base of the college. So right. uh, you guys got that to look forward to as well when Greymoor oh. hits. Woo. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to be good but, stuff yeah, bards, right there. Bards are cool, man. Bards yeah. are they're they're revered and feared because uh, mm. they can they can you know build somebody up or they can break somebody down just with a song so it's cool stuff mm. right very cool that's good stuff yeah, all right well email. yeah absolutely uh mocha jones thanks so much for sending those in and by the way don't forget if you want to get your emails voicemails answered here live on the show and sometimes by special guests like the lord master well there you go 765-382-6961 you can also email us LordSeekersPodcast dot what I about said dot com at gmail dot com. Good Lord, listen to me. Hear ye, hear ye, Tamriel has some news. All right, it's time for news, gentlemen. This is you know this part's kind of the unusual part. Anytime you have a developer on, because you already know what's going on, Lehman. <laughs> it's like, hey, I need you to comment about your comment. Well, no, I want to get I want to get your I want to get your. Ver- story you want to get our version okay yeah exactly and then just stare at those blank stares with all those thoughts of like how wrong we are (laughs) go on (laughs) please continue (laughs) oh that's funny stuff all right well anyway this one coming to us from elder scrolls online.com eso live february 14th 5 p.m est housing tour and dev interview now for those of you who are listening to this on release day of this episode which is friday's you can look forward to this tonight. All right, they're going to do this live on their Twitch channel on all the Twitch on all the streaming platforms. So YouTube, Mixer, uh, Steam, you can stream on Steam. Is that a thing? You can stream on everything pretty much now. But I do have a point to make on this. This is on Valentine's Day, my friends. Oh yeah, you should not. Yeah, dudes. Yeah. I'm just saying this to the dudes. <laughs> do not effing forget that it's Valentine's Day because your playtime will go. Right down the toilet if you forget. Don't don't f it up. All right, <laughs> don't f this up. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this is gonna be happening at five p.m. EST. System designer Colin Lee is going to showcase two new homes, Forge Master Falls. Oh my, that looks really cool. Is it? It's way cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds cool. And Thieves Oasis. Woo. Also very cool. Yeah, sounds like a hideout. Mm, I agree. And discuss the creation process. They're also, the community team is going to be bringing back the, quote, Life at Zoss series. They're going to be talking with uh, writer Taylor, is it Seer? Seer. Seer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're going to be talking about Taylor's journey to Zoss and what it's like to be a part of the content team and her most recent work. All right. Yeah, man. She is not nervous at all, by the way, just in case you guys are, <laughs> for those of you keeping not track at, all. at home. No, no, she's no. Uh, she's one of our newer writers. She's tremendously talented. She's a really cool person. So that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be way cool. It's gonna be a good show. Absolutely. Awesome. There you go. And by the way, everyone who's watching, make sure you stick around afterwards because um, 
their Australian office will be running a special charity stream to raise funds for the Australian Red Cross, supporting those affected by the bushfires. You know we're big into charity here at Lore Seekers, so please stick around, take a watch, donate some money, help for a good cause. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Lehman, are you a big housing guy? Is that your thing? Uh, I I I marvel at other people doing housing. I don't I don't have I don't I don't have the the patience or wherewithal to yep. to deal with it. It's like it's like when uh, my wife and I play Sims. Like I like make the little people, and then beyond that, it's like whatever happens happens. I'm not I'm not decorating the house, man. It's, yeah, that's, that's all. And she's in so, there for hours decorating the house, and you're like outside just trying. Well, it's to the it's the opposite. It's like you know, it's it's like at the beginning. I'm like making the people. I'm like, oh, I think his nose is his nose isn't right. And then she's like, just make a person. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then once we're in the game, um, she's like, I don't know. Should I use the stucco or what's the you know which the wallpaper? And I'm like, who cares, man? Oh, Nobody cares. Big house. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you just live vicariously through other crafters then when it comes to housing? Like, oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's that's uh, I, I once once you see like what they're doing up there at the mountaintop. It's, it's tough to like go back. Home, oh yeah. You know, start moving things around. It's just, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. Absolutely. You had that drive for those first five seconds. And then when you actually start moving things around, you're just like, no, nope, nope. I'm out. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> but, well, that's Yeah. So one time I, it's a weird story. I, I set up a house. I was really, I was really psyched about it. And my buddies, you know, my buddies play as well. And I, I was like, guys, you got to see it. I, you know, set up everything. It looks really, really great. And then I, I leave. I gave them privileges to kind of mess around in there. And I come back and they just jammed all the crafting stuff at the front door. They're <laughs> 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 like, okay, uh, we just, you know, we wanted it to be accessible. I was like, all right, man. We want efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, friends. So anyway, ESO Live, you're listening right now on release day. Go watch the stream and then donate money afterwards for a good cause. All right. Uh, next up, we got Return to Tamriel's Southern Marshlands with the Merkmar Celebration. This is coming to us from, again, ElderScrollsOnline.com. And I'm, I have a feeling, like Lehman, I know we kind of teased a little bit earlier, but I kind of feel like this is this is a good event for you. You're at home here. What the uh, the, the, Merc- the Merkmar? Yeah, Merkmar celebration event. I am I am beyond amped. I love <laughs> Merkmire. I loved working on it. I yeah. love everything that happens there. I love all the Argonian earth. That was like that was a dream come true when when uh, we finally got to do it, man. Because because it was it was a long time coming. We had you know we had started working on it and kind of stepped away for it for a minute, and then we came back and and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really really cool. That's awesome. Well, everyone, you all can celebrate it. And enjoy it, because going on Thursday, February 20th, uh, it starts at 10 a.m. EST and ends Tuesday, March 3rd. That's going to give you plenty of time to enjoy the event, earn bonus rewards, event tickets, and more as you go throughout Step the zone. Step by listen to the Vasa Saddle, man. It's, uh, the what? It's good stuff. The Vasa Saddle. Oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The instrument. That Yeah, that amazing instrument. That is yep. by far, still to this day, the most unique-sounding instrument ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, uh, I, I talked to uh, Brad Derrick, our composer, and he's like, can you explain this thing to me again? I'm like, yeah, it's easy. It's just a thing that you put a bunch of frogs in, <laughs> and then it makes music. <laughs> what could be easier? <laughs> right? Like, he's like, okay, so... Duh, uh, everyone knows how to play them. Cool. It sounds a little bit like a didgeridoo, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good so stuff. Cool. That's good stuff. Yep. I remember the first time I pulled that thing out in a dungeon, people were like, 
what the F is that? <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> that's always one of the best parts though and and just you know being around here at lore seekers and we're big into taverns we always do our shows out of taverns all the whole theme bit and all that stuff anyway you know you go to the taverns on any new release day and you will always it always seems like you always find a group of players who are just hanging out at the tavern surrounding the bard good oh, bad yeah. or worse i mean they're always just hanging out and enjoying themselves so that's really cool uh all right so if you want to participate well here's how you do it you must either own the Merkmire dlc game pack or Which all of you should because it's amazing what he said, go buy it right now. <laughs> go buy it right now. Or have access to ESO Plus. All right? There's that, too. Quick note, both the Merkmire DLC Game Pack and the Merkmire Collector's Edition will be on sale. Even more reason to buy it, right, Lehman? Yep. In the Crown Store during the event. <laughs> Once you own or have access to Merkmire, you can enter the zone by either starting the main quest line from your collection's UI or... By teleporting, teleporting directly to the city of Lilmoth via your map. Hey, Lehman, what's your favorite city? With you know the what's your favorite area of the Merkmire expansion? Like, what's the one thing that just stands out to you? Oh boy, um, gosh, there's so much of it. Lilmoth is, is really really cool. Root Whisper Black Village Earth. is very cool. Uh, the uh, the Naga uh, uh, city or whatever is, is is really sweet. That whole that whole area is is tremendous. So. I feel like we're having trying to have you like pick your favorite child right now. I, I know it's tough. It's impo- it's impossible. impossible. <laughs> There's just so many cool places and so many fun characters. Like it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So by the way, players, there's rewards. You know, if you want to, for any MMO, you know, any event you do, guess what? There's rewards. Well, you got them here, and they're introducing the Merc Meyer Strong Boxes. All right. You can earn these new reward boxes simply by. Exploring and questing in the zone. These strong boxes will drop after completing any of the following activities. Defeating monsters or boss monsters. Looting treasure chests. Safe boxes. Thieves troves. Sigic portals or other containers. Or even by harvesting crafting resource nodes. Lehman, are you a big crafter? Uh, Again, I, 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 I have a tough time with the patients or something like that. Brother, I'm right there with you. And the other, the other, the other issue is that my, my buddy Ben is, he, he kind of does all of that for us. So Mm -hmm. it's like, he's, he's always been that way. Like every game that we ever do, um, he's like, let me handle all the crafting. And then everybody's like, all right, there you go. Cool. Yeah. I'm the same way. I I live through cash with that. I, I cash crafts. He's the crafter of the two of us. Oh God. I'm a terrible crafter too. (laughs) So nope. If you're living through me, then you really suck. No wonder I always get the wrong traits on all the gear you make me. <laughs> uh, these... That I do get right. The gear I get right. <laughs> these containers house an assortment, assortment of new and returning items, including crafting materials, style items, set items, trinkets, motifs, wooden grave stake, memento fragments, and voraplasm pet fragments. Yeah, buddy. That's some good stuff. are awesome. Yeah. It looks like snot, Lehman. It, it grosses me out. It does. Right? It looks like something out of a, an allergy commercial. It makes... <laughs> it's that's it's exactly, really cool. Mucinex. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks <laughs> like that big old the big old piece of snot that tries to move into that lady's house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Mucinex guy. Oh my gosh, it's so animated too. It just jiggles around. <laughs> it's gosh. awesome. It's awesome. Oh. Anyway, there's bonus rewards as well. In addition to the new boxes uh, during the event, you can earn bonus rewards from. 
Black Rose Prison Arena bosses. Boom. Uh, That's where I'll be. (laughs) Yeah, we need to get into that. You know, I don't think we've ever really jumped into that very much. You haven't. Have you? I've been in there a few times. Well, I need to pop my cherry and hop in there and have some fun. It's freaking gnarly. And I'll tell you who is responsible for the gnarly. Who? Somebody by the name of freaking Finn. Oh yeah, we oh. should give him. We should give him an early hand flip off gesture so that he knows exactly how we feel about that. <laughs> I will. I will. I will confer uh, what you what you said to him tomorrow. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Pre- that. And he'll just smile and he'll tell me to get good. That's what exactly yeah, that's, what he'll that's, do. That's, that is exactly what he'll do. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Oh man, uh, all Merkmar daily quests, double daily quest reward crates. Whew. And then resource nodes, you get double drops from zone harvesting nodes. Quick note, to unlock all the daily quests, you must read the poster by the Lil Moth docs titled Death Hunts and complete the quest by River and Root from the Merkmire main quest line. Event tickets are back. Impresario will be back. She'll have all four Endric feathers. Spectral berries of bloom, budding, and growth. Voraplasm pet fragments. Oh, Wood grave steak memento fragments. Goodness, man. Oh, so anyway, that's the yeah. event. That... I got a question for Lehman. All right. Yeah. Remember how we told you before that we that you're going to know all the questions that we we're going to ask you right off the bat? It's is that is that a, a lie? Is that I a quick, lied. Is that what's going? <laughs> I effing lied. So, just a real quick one. All right, lay it on me. Are there any plans that you know of that we can talk about? to switch from Indrik to another type of mount eventually for these events? Um, I, I have literally no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally you, you are, you are uh, so talking uh, the wrong guy. Totally um, fine. No, yeah. that's totally fine. Drag, drag Rich on the show again. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you I'm not going to tell you. Dang, <laughs> Dang it, Rich. <laughs> All right. So anyway, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no. That's fine. You don't have to answer anything. You could just give us a middle finger, and we're fine with that too. <laughs> Probably uh, what Rich would have done. He would have actually. You know what? By this point, he's been here long enough. I'm sure he would. <laughs> yep. That's it. You didn't tell me that was going to be on the show. This is over. <laughs> Drop the call. Oh, just walk out. <laughs> oh, love Rich. All right. So anyway, there's that about the Merkmar celebration event. Next, we have. Performance improvements and free pet coming with the patching overhaul. This, this is the big one, folks. This is the big one. This is the last bit of news we got for the day. This is coming to us again, ElderScrollsOnline.com. Well, a lot of people have had questions, and so we're just going to set it straight and reiterate everything here to you verbatim. We don't want you to miss anything, so let's check this out. Uh, first up, what is the patching overhaul? Well, for those of you who are wondering... It's massive, all right? It's a massive part of the Update 25 base game patch. It's going to be arriving February 24th uh, for PC and Mac and March 10th for PS4 and Xbox One. This completely overhauls how the ESO game client is downloaded, patched, and stored on local hard drives. So what are the benefits? Well, you're going to have major improvements to the game's load time, new speeds at which assets are loaded into the world, and quite notably... This change is going to dramatically reduce the patch sizes for all future updates and will result in a major reduction of space taken up by the client on on your machine's hard drive. Our console players will feel this improvement most strongly, and PC Mac players also benefit from this change. So, you know, if you're wondering at this point, like, what do I need to do? How do I get myself set up for this? Well, 
All players are going to be required to re-download the game client upon the launch of update 25. All right, that's pretty much the, like the 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 only part, you know, that that may be kind of strenuous on some of you with your internet connections. That's it, though. Beyond that, you're good. All right, you're golden. For the most part, this should not require any additional effort after this. Uh, the ESO launcher for PC, Mac, or console will begin downloading automatically once the update goes live, so you can just let it run. Okay. You shouldn't notice any other changes as well to the launcher download process, and your user settings and add-ons should remain untouched. Although, quick FYI, you may want to back them up just in case, all right? It's always good to back stuff up. Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, it's not possible to begin the download, download early, just so you know, but it will begin the morning of the update's launch. So there is. Even with all of these warnings... All the media outlets that are going to be talking about all this stuff. People are going to flip their collective crap when this happens. Like, what the hell is going on with my game? It's not working. Cheers, but they're going to come out on the other end with like a way, way, way better client. So, absolutely, it's, yeah, it's going to be great. A little bit of pain for a whole lot of pleasure. All day long. Yeah, all day. Sign me up. So, anyway, we got a free pet. By the way, is this pet? Good? Is this a good-looking pet, Lehman? Have you seen this pet? Uh, yeah, I think so, right? Oh, yeah, yeah it's the... I don't know, uh, you tell me. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's Torchbug, man, and it's red. That's a win. Which is awesome. That's yeah, a win. something that people have been asking for for a long time. It's very cool. It's like a... Everybody likes the Torchbug. Yeah, man. It's like a <laughs> little vampire red, you know, little Torchbug pet, so it reminds me of. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, so there you go. You get one of those for free. Boom. All right, cool. Lehman? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Now's your time to shine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back. And on the other end here, we're going to talk to Lehman about, well, everything. Just, just about everything. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Jibs and Cash here. Real quick, before we interview the lore master, Lehman Tuttle. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. But before we do that, we want to pop in here real quick cash and tell them about our brand new ps4 eu chapter it's been a long time coming friends and we finally finally have some traction in the eu across the pond and we have officially launched our lore seekers ps4 european server guild and uh, what we have is a one of our good buddies, Arab926, who plays on PS4, North America, and EU, is very graciously offered to sit in the position of temporary guild leader to help us give home to all of our friends across the pond. Now, first and foremost, thank you very much, Arab. We really do appreciate the help for helping to give all of these people home. Next... We've wanted this for a long, long time, and it's finally happened, but we still need a permanent guild leader. So if you are a Lore Seeker guild member and you're playing on PS4 EU and you're interested in leading a chapter for the long haul and building the team there, let us know by sending us a message on Discord or by emailing us at loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. There you go, friends. Now... Enjoy the interview. All right, Lehman. Yeah. You know, we we wouldn't mind if you came back every week, but we know you're busy, so we we kind of <laughs> we kind of we kind of want to pick your brain a little bit here, man. 
Yeah, for sure. You're really a guy who needs no introduction, but I do have a little story to tell about our trip to Vegas. Oh, man, that's ominous. It is ominous. <laughs> what happens if in I, Vegas stays in Vegas, Cash. I, except for this. Except <laughs> for this part. I was so freaking nervous to meet you. I honestly was. like, it, I was flipping out when Gina and the whole invite thing came out, and, hey, we'd like to be on stage with us, and, by the way, you're going to be sitting right next to Lehman Tuttle, and I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> I just about had a freaking kitten. But I got to tell you that you made it so much easier for me to like sit next to you and talk to you and, and have some really nice conversations that we did have about the game and life and all that stuff because you're so approachable. And I just I have to tell that story and how Thanks, nervous man. I was, but how very comfortable you made me feel just because your demeanor is awesome. So thank, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. No, it was it was it was such a it was such a cool like getting to hang out with you and all the other fans like i wish i really wish we could bring like the entire studio to something like that because you make something and you kind of throw it over the wall and you hope people dig it and you you know you get some feedback online and stuff but to like look you know look at folks you know in the face and have them tell you like all these amazing stories and get to hang out with you and it was absolutely like one of the coolest experiences of my professional career so thank you guys Oh, no problem. And we, we definitely saw it, you know, at least from our perspective as fans, we saw some success in that event. So we really hope events like that continue to happen. Me too, with, man. Uh, it was a blast. The game. Yeah, it was really awesome. Well, like I was saying, you really don't need an introduction. I mean, you are, you're sitting at the helm. You are the lore master of Elder Scrolls Online, but you had a, you've had a really cool career. And um, yeah, I think so. And so you started, you've been with Zenimax for what, nine years? Yeah, it's gonna be ten in September. Wow! They give you this really nifty like crystal cube. When wow! You to, when you get to ten years, yeah, it's pretty rad. That's actually awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's cool to hear that about um, about a company like that where you can you can start like your origins or Zenimax was as a the lead QA tester. Is that is that correct? Well, yeah, I didn't start as a lead. I started as a QA tester. And, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, uh, the, the studio was a lot smaller than, uh, the QA department at that point, I think it was like maybe like 15 people or something like that. And, um, it was, it was so awesome, like coming at the ground floor. And then, uh, you know, I did get promoted to lead QA and then, uh, you know, it met all the people, uh, that, you know, for Rich Lambert was actually the dungeons lead when I, when I started. So I got to hang out with him a lot. Cause I was like the dungeons QA guy. And, uh, and then I made it into content and I was an associate content designer for a while. And then, uh, I moved from content to writing and then I became a senior writer. And then, uh, and then they, they made me the lore master, which is pretty cool. That is like the ultimate from mailroom to CEO story. <laughs> It really is like, so you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's so cool. Uh, when folks in QA get to move up, it's, it's amazing. And, um, we've, we've been really tremendously fortunate. We've got a lot, really, really talented QA team. And, uh, you know, uh, we've had a bunch of people, producers, designers, uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, come out of that department, uh, including me. So, yeah, it's 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 really cool. They're they're all good folks. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I I did a little lurking. I think well, we did a little bit of lurking. I remember I was telling you how Jibs and I were talking 
from early this morning about this particular interview because we were excited about it. So we did a little bit of lurking on you. We actually took a look at your website and found that you were very well-versed in all of the things you do in, in most particularly your concept art is freaking awesome. Oh, oh man, dude, you are doing some digging. <laughs> <We did. laughs> I forgot I even had that portfolio website. It's, it, it's really good. Thanks, oh my yeah. God. That one picture of the, of the dwarf that you have on there. Thank you, man. Yeah. That that's, is amazing. That's, that's a deep cut. Not many people see that stuff. Um, oh, sorry. No, I was, I was, I was crazy <laughs> lucky. Cause when I, uh, when I was, how was I doing? I guess I was transitioning from content to writing when clockwork was spinning up. I got to do a bunch of concepts for the clockwork fabricants. Like I did concepts for the, uh, the fabricant scarab and like some other stuff. And I was doing, I was, I got to kind of like part-time concept for a while, which was like really, really cool. Uh, I, I miss it actually. I wish I could do more of it, but uh, you know, obviously writing and lore mastering takes a lot of time. So, But like, to me, that's amazing that you can have, you have this, this amazing brain to be able to write this stuff. And at the same time, you have the visualization to be able to take what, you know, those ideas in your head, that's not just writing, but to put them into actual pictures. That is, well, thanks man. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. Um, I actually got into the game industry to try to get into art. Really? Uh, that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was where I was, where I was headed. And, uh, but, but I like telling stories. I guess, you know, <laughs> so, right. Uh, well, yeah, it's cool. I'm pretty sure either anywhere that you would have landed, you'd have been successful because you're pretty, mo- pretty well-versed guy. It's pretty awesome. Thanks, man. So a couple questions here, actually, we're, we're just going to start right off the top and um, it, they're just general questions. We really just kind of want to get to know who you are. Now, the first question that I have here is what exactly does being the lore master for Elder Scrolls online entail what are some of the things that you do yeah there's there's a lot to it man um there's uh, i basically i do a lot of interfacing with just about every team so um i'm talking to uh art about you know uh key art that's coming up about assets that they're creating for the next uh release i'm talking obviously to the writing team because that's like the team that I'm a part of. So I'm talking to them all the time, talking to the content designers who are actually making the quests. Uh, I get to talk to marketing and community, uh, you know, like the folks in Gina and those guys. Um, so I, I just, I'm just all over the place, basically just kind of checking things and giving suggestions about, you know, things we could pursue or, uh, you know, giving, you know, just, I don't know, uh, things about what, would work and what wouldn't work and um but i've been doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of writing recently uh as well so yeah i'm all over the place it's 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 cool it's cool you just get to hang out with a bunch of different people and always you know you're always working on something so wow so how much stress did you have when you were offered the position and you knew that you were going to have to fill the shoes of lawrence <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that was that was intimidating. Um, I'm not gonna lie, because because yeah. Lawrence is you know he's this he's he's Lawrence, right? And right. There's not a way to describe him other than to just use his name. He's like this larger than life character, and um, I was really surprised that he was leaving. And, and um, Bill, my boss, you know, uh, took me into his office and he's like, "Look, 
is, is on his way out. I think that you do a really good job as lore master. And I had to, I had to like take a minute. I was like, dude, let me, let me, let me take a walk. <laughs> and, um, so I didn't, I didn't respond to him immediately. I went home and, uh, the wife and I were talking and I was like, Oh my God, man, what, you know, what if I screw up? Like, I'm gonna, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to mess that up. You know, the lore community is, is really passionate about this stuff. If I'm like the guy who comes in and breaks it, like that's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> um, but, uh, my wife, she's, she's lost my am and she was like, you know, your stuff, you're, you know, you're a strong writer. Uh, you know, people, people like your ideas. She's like, go for it. And I was like, all right, well, if you think I should go, for it, let's go for it. So, yeah, wow. but it was, it was incredibly intimidating. And that's the other thing. I mean, one of the things about the community is, is like, I expected when, when they asked me to do it and I said, yeah, I expected to get on and people to just like completely flip out and be like, Oh my God, Schick is leaving. I'm, you know, burning my sub and everything. And I was like, uh, but people were so cool. They were so cool about it. And, yeah. and they're like, Oh man, welcome. Welcome to the, you know, community. And I can't wait to see what you do. And as it, it was really, really encouraging. Uh, which is absolutely what I needed at that point. Cause since, you know, I was smiling on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's good. That's yeah, awesome. I can imagine. And, um, from what, from what we've seen, and they obviously put you in that position for a reason. And we have our, you know, we have a lot of faith in, in Zenimax and the decisions they make and everything. And you're killing it, man. You're, you're Thanks. crushing it. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. It's well, I mean, it's, 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 it's not just me. There are, uh, a ton of really super talented content designers and writers, and, um, you know, leadership and stuff. I mean, it's, it's absolutely AAA game development is a team sport and nobody does it alone. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're awesome. Our now, team is really, really cool. Now, do you have a team under you that works under you? Not really. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It's <laughs> a good question. Actually. I don't know. I'm like kind of in this like churning, board, like, you know, yeah sort of management i guess my um the leader of the writing team is bill slaps and uh right. he's he's my direct uh boss gotcha and um we have jeremy sarah who's the the content lead who's in charge of the, the entire content department and uh above him obviously there's rich right. um so yeah. so yeah i i uh i'm not i'm not really yeah i'm not really any, anybody's manager per gotcha. se um i just kind of help out bill and when Bill's in Disney World, like he was recently, I was like hanging out and being 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 mini Bill. There you go, but, <laughs> mini Bill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, oh, no, good. it's cool. It's it's uh, the writing team. Um, we've got some some great new talent. We uh, we have Patrick Corsi, who's new. Taylor Sear, who's going to be on Zoss Live, uh, is is going to be. Uh, she's really great. Um, so it's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a good team for sure. That's awesome. Nice. So if you, if you were to kind of describe what your own personal origin story is with Elder Scrolls, with the whole series as a whole, like where did you start with the series? When did you truly realize how much you loved it? Um, well, I think I told the story, the, the ESO Live thing. Um, I started playing when I was in 94, when Arena came out. Um, my buddy Ben, I, well, my family didn't have a computer, so we used to always go to my buddy Ben's house. And we played arena there and we, uh, I mean, we poured so many hours in that game. It was ridiculous. Um, I mean, eventually his dad, he was like a big time gamer. He'd always like come in and like kick us off so he could play. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I played a ton of arena with, uh, 
with Ben and then, uh, you know, played all the titles that came out after that. I tried to play Daggerfall on my machine and it melted. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm playing Daggerfall at Ben's house. <laughs> so, uh, so we ended up doing, uh, doing that and uh, wind and uh, to sunk a ton of time in Skyrim. Um, so, yeah, I got to play all the titles and there's just so much there, so much there. And I'm not even, I'm not even really, this is, this is like, but I'm not really that much of a fantasy guy. Like, yeah. I don't play a lot of fantasy games, but that's how strong Elder Scrolls is, man. It's, it's that even, even as a, a, a fantasy title, it's so deep and so dense and there's so much to that's crazy and unlike anything else that we've seen in the fantasy game, like it's, it, it blew me away and it continues to blow me away every day. So, and it's amazing that I get to contribute to it because I never would have thought that I would do that when I was playing arena in the basement. Right. That's awesome. So, I mean, I know it'd be like probably picking your, you know, your favorite child at this point. And I kind of get the vibe. I kind of think I know where you're going to go. So I'm not going to say where I think you're going to go, but I'm I'm just going to guess here. Um, what what you know like what race and class are you rocking in Elder Scrolls Online? Oh man, yeah, you'll be surprised to hear. Okay. <laughs> I play an Argonian. Yeah, <laughs> Super weird. You don't yeah, say. It's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. My buddies when when we first when we first launched, um, they all wanted to go Daggerfall. So I was an orc for for a good long while, and then uh, then I was like, all right, we'll forget this. I'm going to be a I mean Argonian because that's 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 the way we. So right. All right. Well, gee, that was short and sweet. Cool. All right, right yeah. on. Good stuff. Good well, stuff. What, what class, though? Nightblade. Nightblade. Ooh, now I would have yeah. taken you more of a warden kind of guy. I don't know. I just Nightblade. Right on. Well, big on, big on pets. <laughs> I, don't I, I, pets. I, I don't know. They just. I, I guess it's a weird generalization. Like when I think of a warden, I'm like, oh, they're like the ancient. I don't know. It just never mind. Uh, to careful. me, it's just yeah. I'll careful. be careful. I'll be careful. All right. Um, no, but an, an Argonian Nightblade. That's very Dark Brotherhood. And that's Shadow Scales uh, right scale, there. Yeah. That's yeah, good absolutely. stuff. That's good lore. Makes plenty yeah. of sense to me. If you want to get down into the, into the RP, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Shadow Scales are awesome. Oh, yeah, they are. Mm, good stuff. All right, so, all right, Lore Seekers, you know, we've always kind of wondered in the back of our minds, especially since last year, since, you know, we've been trying to sync up and, and get you on here with us and like what? What's a regular day for you? Like you know, you, Lehman Tuttle wakes up, clocks in. All right, what is a day at Zoss for the Lore Master? That's that's one of the crazy questions because it is always always different. It's, I mean, um, it's a lot of it has to do with where we are cycle. So um, you All know, right. basically, when you carry a a, a chapter, for instance, like Graymar, uh, start to finish at every phase of development, the writing team is doing something different. So uh, at first, um, I was uh, first talking about Graymore. Uh, I was working with Bill and Rich and Jeremy to, you know, come up with ideas and pitches for, you know, what we're going to do. And then once, you know, kind of the rubber hits the road, uh, that ends up, you start working on actually like writing like pitches, or, like the, the content documents and stuff with the CDs. Right. The CD is a content de- uh, a content designer. So you work with them to try to massage that out and make sure the story is going to be cool. Then you're actually writing for the stories. And then uh, after that, you're you know fixing bugs and organizing your scripts. And then all throughout there, you're writing flavor books. And um, 
So any any day during that cycle, uh, if it's time to organize, uh, you know, what's going on with flavor books, I'll be doing that all day. Uh, or if it's time to write dialogue for requests, uh, I could be doing that. So, um, yeah, it just it varies day to day. And uh, especially with the Lore Master thing, because then you're also getting pinged by different teams about, hey, we're working on this now. What do you think of this? Or, hey, I've got a question about, you know, this new asset that we're working on. Does it fit for this culture? So right. and so forth. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, that's one of the cool things about it is it's always different. So, uh, that, yeah. It's cool. That's got to be refreshing, too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've had I've had jobs where you, you know, you come in and you do the same thing every day and then you you leave and that that can be a bummer for sure so oh. this is this is way cooler yeah absolutely now when it comes to managing all the lore like how does that how is that archived like this isn't in the notes and you know if you don't want to answer that's fine but how is that like <laughs> no, if you're, you're this one if you're there's, <laughs> like how does this work you know do you have like well, i mean there's yeah there, there's there's we have a ton of documentation in uh in the studio on uh, there's a thing called there's a repository called confluence where there's um tons and tons of information um and then there's kind of an internal wiki that we have we have all the books uh we have access to those uh through the through the tool and um and then there's there's uh there's all sorts of cool stuff that you can look at online too like uh uesp and the imperial library and right. uh all the stuff that those guys are doing because i mean they're really incredibly diligent um so yeah there's 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 no shortage of uh places to look and things to find um Lawrence, uh, before the game launched, he wrote this, I mean, uh, I don't even know what to, I mean, it's like a codex of like all the races and, uh, recent history, ancient history. Like it's, it's crazy. So you can, uh, yeah, you can get on there anytime and find stuff. And, uh, actually that's another part of my job is trying to go back over that and like update it and stuff Really, uh, as we go along. Yeah. Awesome. That can be like a full, that could be a full-time job. Yes. What? I need a copy of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have my people call your people. <laughs> my people will call your Sorry. people. <laughs> Sorry. Stendar comes in every once in a while and uh, says his piece. That was yeah. probably him. Oh, that's good stuff. I always wondered, though. I always wondered, you know, like, how do you, you know, how you would manage, you know, you're talking 20 plus years of Elder Scrolls, right? So it's just it's, like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's totally, it's totally nuts. There's just so, so, so much um yeah so it's it's t- it's tough to wrangle sometimes um but yeah like i said lots of lots of good internal and external documentation for sure yeah so now talking about that the information that you have in that repository of information that you have and in the creation of new stories with your team how much freedom do you guys have i know you might get like a general direction of where you're going to take a story but how much freedom do you guys have to create new lore and under the umbrella of bethesda i mean do you have much contact with them or some of the bigger lore pieces yeah so um when we when we come up with a new pitch for um what's what's uh well i mean uh, should i just go through how that I, I guess i guess i can go through how that works basically when we're coming up with uh, a new idea a, a chapter or a DLC, um, we'll write up a, a big, a big pitch document and, um, going to have all the, you know, major beats and the things that we'd like to do. And, uh, we, we bring that to BGS and they take a look at it and they say, 
hey, this this uh, this looks good. Maybe we should massage this or whatever. Um, and then uh, we take it back in house and we kind of noodle around with it a little bit and react to their feedback. They're they're really cool. They're um, tremendously receptive to the stuff that we're trying to do. And uh, we do we we do a, a, we do a lot of new stuff. Uh, to be honest, I mean, especially in places uh, like Merck Meyer and, and and Clockwork, we really got a lot of flexibility there, which are, we all really appreciate because when you're doing something new, you, you want to be able to stretch a little bit. So, right, uh, yeah, hmm. yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I've always wondered that with with Bethesda itself, it's like you know you would have to work with those because I would under, I would imagine that they have their own lore master there they um i don't think they have that title but they definitely they have people like uh kurt and bruce and emil um who are guys who have been working on it for a long time um longer you know a hell of a lot longer than i have and um those guys uh that's one of the cool things about Zenimax generally is, is that people stick around right like they're they're not this isn't like a revolving door like people have been working on elder scrolls for this entire time you know right so um you know, they've, they, they, there's a lot of guys uh, down there that know their shit really, really, really well. And, uh, you know, we'd be idiots not to listen to them. So do you think those guys are pissed at your titles way cooler? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. Um, you trying to get me in trouble or something? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm stating facts, sir. Cause that's the coolest <laughs> job title I've ever heard in my life. I'm glad, I'm glad you like our game. Okay. Oh. I mean, like, you think of, you know, theoretically, don't you ever say you're leaving. But, you know, if you were to ever leave Zoss, it's like, what's your next job? Like, what were you previously? Oh, I was a lore master. <laughs> my brother, my brother gives me a hard time about that sometimes. It's like, he's in web development and uh, and I updated my LinkedIn when I got promoted to lore master. And he was like, dude, you better hope you never get a job outside of the game industry. Because you go to an interview <laughs> and it's like, so, Mr. Tuttle, I uh, oh. see you were a lore master in your previous could you want to go on about what that's about so, uh, yeah oh. i think i'm in the game industry for the long haul basically oh that's oh. good stuff all right so got a little question here for you shoot this is it's kind of off the cuff you happen to be stuck on a desert island hypothetical question oh you happen to be stuck on a desert island with a gaming laptop an endless supply of electricity and an internet connection, but you could only have one game. What game would it be? That's tough, man. That's very tough. I would say it would have to be a game with basically like infinite replayability, right? Because you want it to be something that you could play for a long time. So I would say, I don't know. I got a a few. Uh, Tetris would be a good one. Uh, Terraria would be another good one. Um, maybe one of the Civ games. Oh, uh, like Civ Five, Civ Six. Yeah. Um, there's uh, do you do you get updates? Can you like if you the game, do you get like all the DLC <laughs> as it comes out? It's a really right. kick-ass island. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one gig download speeds, living, living. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would, it would probably be. I love Tetris, but it, it would probably probably be. Oh, God, I don't know. Terraria would be very cool. I love Terraria. You sure it wouldn't be Sims with like the the decorating pack? Only only if my wife was on the island too, because okay. I'm not dealing with that by myself. Nah, we'll oh, wife man. on the island too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff. All right, so you know you kind of, well, yeah, 
I, I again, I think I know where you're going to go, but maybe I'll be surprised. What's your favorite story in Elder Scrolls lore? It doesn't have to be limited to ESO. Just you know, oh boy. over. Yeah, I know picking your favorite child. I know. Well, no, I mean it's that's. I mean, if you go outside of our game and stuff, it's or is this is this just specific? It's not ESO. It, it's, it's over. Like you know, twenty, 20 plus years yeah. worth of stories. Yeah, the um, hard question. I, God, I, I, I honestly. I, don't think I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, I I love I love the Dark Brotherhood quest lines, which is weird because I never play a bad guy in any other game. Ah, um, you're my people. I, yeah, I, I I'm always like a super nice guy, and then like Dark Brotherhood stuff comes out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> um, so that's oh. <laughs> that's always fun. Um, I thought the uh, the the thieves thieves guild stuff is really great too. Um, and uh, I mean, if we're gonna go to mall, our game. I like uh, I like the Rothgar. That was a really cool one. Uh, yes. Uh, I you know obviously obviously you know Clockwork and Merkmire were yeah. great. Obviously, <laughs> like self plug. No, um, there's yeah there's the there's just too there's too many to, to get at to be honest. Like, well, how speaking of of the the actual content that you've written, do you play through it after you write it? I play through it so much when I'm doing it that it's tough sometimes to go back and like, cause when you're writing a quest, you over, over, over again, cause right. you're constantly tweaking or you gotta you know, change something that wasn't working or whatever. So, um, I eventually, I eventually get there. I eventually kind of take a breath, step away and say, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play through it for real. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is weird playing through your, through your own stuff sometimes. Yeah. I could imagine that would get incredibly critical on yourself. Just like, dang it. I knew I shouldn't have put that in that part of that. There's yeah. That's, that's something you just have to live with. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's like anytime that you're making something like you look back on it and there's going to be something you hate about it. And that's, that's just life I think in making stuff and uh, you got to kind of make peace with it. Most of the time it's something that no one would ever see except for you. And uh, nobody right. would ever notice it, but it's like it just pokes you in the eye every time you see it. But um, the, luckily, we've got a lot of really awesome leadership, and Bill is uh, very diligent about reading over our stuff. And if there's something you know that, that's that's bad, they're going to let you. They're going to let you hear about it, you know, so you can fix it before it gets out there into the wild. All right, there you go. Well, now I want to get to the nitty gritty. There's a lot of people who are here. For Grey Moore Chatter. Now, yeah. I know we're not going to get into spoilers. We're not going to get into... We're not also not going to be asking you anything that you already know what's coming. So, <laughs> that being said, you know, when it came to Grey Moore, how did the brainstorm session regarding the focus of the next big chapter of ESO play out? Like, did you land on vampires and werewolves and dark undertones? We're seeing in the teaser, like immediately, or just you know, like how did that how did that formulate? Yeah, so um, I mean, the process for developing something like this it um, it starts at, at Rich and Matt. Um, so they they say, you know, what are what are the things that we'd like to explore? Like where where do we want to go? What are the themes that we'd like to mess around with? Um, so, uh, they, they kind of have this like mission statement, like, you know, okay, we want to go to kind of a scary Skyrim. Right. 
And then they uh, send that to Bill and um, Bill writes uh, up a bunch of pitches and he asks for my help and I write a few pitches and we bounce ideas around and uh, then we show whatever we come up with. We have a few ideas. We show those to Jeremy, uh, who's the, the content lead. And we show them to Rich eventually and they say, all right, I like this. I don't like this. You know, uh, can you, you know, mess around with it? So then Bill takes it back, does a lot of revisions, and then uh, you just go back and forth uh, until everybody's happy internally. And then once everybody feels good about an idea, then uh, we uh, show it to, to BGS and they take a look at it. And it's another you know thing where they say, hey, this this looks really great. Uh, we're thinking maybe we can try something to do like this. And uh, you map another round of revisions. And uh, eventually you, you land on what you're actually going to do, like, a, you know, uh, the, the main beats. And then uh, we send that to the zone lead. So uh, in the case of Graymore, the zone lead is Ed Stark. So we send, you know, hey, this is what we'd like to do. Here's some, some broad beats on how we want to handle it. And then he takes it and, again, riffs off of it and says, all right, well, let's try it this way or that way or, you know, let's add some of this or that. And uh, so the, the, the document, the, the idea, it goes through so many revisions and so many people are looking at it. Um, it's cool. It's this collaborative thing where, you know, everybody, everybody kind of has a piece of it and it goes all the way. It keeps going. Like once the zone lead is done looking at it, like when Ed has an idea of how he wants things to go, he sends it to the, you know, the content designers uh, and then they do their own thing where they're like, okay, well, I like this, but you know, could we take it in a slightly different direction with this character or that character? Right. So it's, it's always in flux. They're always coming up with, with, uh, you know, new and better ideas until, you know, at the end you got a, you got a full thing. So hopefully it's awesome. What's the time frame look like for something like that? Oh man. Um, we talked long. Yeah. <laughs> months, six months. Yeah. Talk to one of the producers. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a while. Sometimes it feels like it goes by like this, and sometimes it feels like an eternity. But I don't remember exactly how many months it yeah. is. Yeah, it's a while though. It's yeah. a while. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I can imagine something like that would take a long time from start to finish. I mean, you're taking basically an idea and talking about it in a meeting, and put it onto a storyboard, then talking about that on a meeting, and then it just evolves. Yeah. From there, it's pretty impressive to see how something could go from start to finish like that and just cool. turn out the way it does. Yeah. Game. It's incredible. It's pretty, it's miraculous, really. Uh, I mean, yeah. that that many people come together and create one thing is, I mean, you don't, you don't see that very often. Um, oh. You know, where, where everybody's work comes together and makes a cohesive whole. It's, it's this crazy kind of miraculous thing that happens. A lot of, a lot of credit to producers. They, uh, I don't know if there are any producers listening, but uh, they uh, have a thankless job. They are essential to getting this all to come together. So, oh, you're good. That's awesome. You're you're good. <laughs> Make everybody happy. And it's true. Because it's, yeah, I'm not it, telling you anything that in our, all right. uh, our our content is our our producer uh, Yvonne is like force of nature. It's if, I don't know what we would do if she wasn't around. It'd be a nightmare. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a big compliment. That's good. So we're going to shift gears here a little bit, but we're still talking Graymore because specifically, I know there was a system that's coming out that you're definitely excited for. You know, we are definitely excited for it. Heck yeah. 
but uh, we just we were wondering if you if we could hear about the antiquity system from you and what it is and what exactly you feel it's going to bring to the game for us. Yeah, so um, like we talked about at the reveal, um, it's basically it's a system with two mini games involved. So you have uh, a mini game that's uh, scrying where you're looking for some sort of antiquity, and then you have one where you dig it all up. I scared Cash off. Just ran out of the room. Oh, man, it, it's all good. He'll be back. Don't worry about it. He has the bladder <laughs> of a five-year-old. Trust me. He'll be right back. Yeah. Um... <laughs> See, look, he's right back. That's what I tell you. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah. And that's how it, that's how it works, Cash. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't worry, man. Don't worry, buddy. No, I was um... hoping nobody would uh, notice my... I totally did. Exit. Totally I had a cat meowing at my door. Oh, gotcha. We thought it was your five right, so five year old bladder back. crying out. <laughs> like, meow. <laughs> so uh so yeah, antiquities. So um so there's the two mini games and you're looking for rare historical relics, uh, which is really awesome. That's like you know, our bread and butter, right? So yeah, um, it's it sh- it should be it should be really neat. Uh, I've been kind of in there at the uh, the ground floor uh, talking about you know watching the the actual system develop and it's it's pretty it's pretty wild um, going from you know concept to to actual implementation and stuff. It's really cool to watch. Right, that's cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Rich is in. Hey, Rich, I oh, see him. There he is. Chat Yay! I haven't embarrassed us yet. Yeah. Quick, someone give a request for a content update. <laughs> Everybody's asking me if I washed my hands. I didn't go pee. I had a cat at my door. <laughs> God. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about the antiquity system and most particularly the stories that are surrounding the items. Sure. So... These are designed to be, are they designed to be new stories, like new lore, or are we going to focus on lore that already exists within the Elder Scrolls world? So, I mean, it's it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, these are historical relics, so, um, I mean, obviously these are, you know, uh, we're going to be referencing a lot of, a lot of existing lore, you know, Um uh, so we're going to have, you know, Yokudan relics and Atmoran relics and Imperial relics from, you know, a long time ago from, you know, the, the first empire, you know, uh, and, and, you know, way back, I mean, could go all the way back to kind of like Aldmeri stuff, Iliad stuff. Um, Ooh. so we're going to be trying to touch, you know, a lot of different, uh, parts of Tamrielic history, which is really neat. Um, but you know, I mean, within, within that framework, there's, there's room to explore new stuff, like maybe some, uh, you know, Khajiiti, uh, mythology stuff that nobody's seen before. Uh, you know, some, some weird Yokudan stuff that maybe nobody's seen before. So it's, it's neat. I mean, it's all, it's all firmly rooted in existing, but you get to, you get to kind of have some jazz there too, um, kind of riff off of things that maybe documented, maybe, you know, there's stuff written about it, but you never actually seen it. So, um, yeah, I'm super psyched about it. I've seen a lot of the concepts and it's tremendous. And, uh, I think people are really going to dig it for sure. Was that in the original design docs when you were going to be you know, like, when you're getting the whole concept together for what you wanted in this, in this chapter, or did that just kind of come along later? The whole antiquity system? 
Oh gosh, that's that's a question for Rich, man. <laughs> Rich, answer. Um, yeah. Um, no, I mean it's 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 a you know it's a big it's a big feature for the chapter for sure. Right. And um, like I said, it's it's a it's a cool opportunity to really really dig down deep into uh, the history of Tamriel. I think it, it offers a lot to a lot of different players because I mean for for folks like me, I'm I'm just in it for finding cool stuff. But if you're into housing, there's housing stuff. Yeah. If you uh, there's the you know one piece sets that you can get um, you know to actually wear around. Uh, all sorts of things you can pick up and uh, there's, there's a now there's motifs. It's like, there's, there's something for everybody. So I think, I think it's going to be really cool. That's great. About yeah. That's good stuff. I love how you, you know, something's being added to the game and it doesn't necessarily revolve so much around combat, but it really is going to help rope in other styles of play for a lot of people who, you know, like the whole action combat may not be their thing, but you know, they can still yeah. go out and absorb all kinds of good lore. So or maybe action combat is their thing. They just want to take a break. There, exactly. Like, uh, sometimes you want to go on and just have kind of a Zen activity, just yeah. you know, turn, turn on some music and just chill out. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. It should be, should be way cool. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. So I want to talk dungeons. Um, so you're the sure. lead writer of the new dungeons. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Of the ones that are upcoming. Yeah. The ice heart unhallowed and unhallowed grave. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or ice reach. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, Talk to me. Uh, can you give us an overview of the new stories we'll see? Uh, well, I don't stuff. Yeah, without um, spoil, without spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Ice Reach, uh, we're hanging out with, uh, you know, it's. It, I mean, it's Lyris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, hanging, you're hanging out with to uh, fight off witches in uh, Ice Reach. Yeah, working on some some creepy some creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. And in Unhallowed, uh, you're delving deep into a, uh, a ruin uh, to uh, uncover a mystery of uh, old bones and ash that are being hidden away there for reasons that nobody knows. Ooh, ominous. Yeah. I like it. All right, right on. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so we're just going to kind of go right off that. As a writer of lore and ESO... Do you have a favorite type of story to tell? So I'm talking like good versus evil, like an underdog story, or like overcoming a you know some kind of life challenge, or you know we saw in Somerset the loss of a child that separated sure. two you know um, two lovers you know like so so talk to me like what's your favorite story that you like to produce? I would say it's a tie. Um, I like to write just really goofy stuff. <laughs> just write. I like, I love writing just funny stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, things like the auger and Revis Demnavani and Hemjas and like goofy characters who get in over their heads and, you know, suffer for it. <laughs> so, right. Uh, that's that, that I, lo- I love that stuff. And then, uh, the other, the other side is on the, the other side of the spectrum i like reading writing really kind of like deadly serious deep philosophy stuff like um you know so the seal and yeah. uh, stuff like that where uh you can really dig into some really kind of deep ideas not not just elder scrolls ideas but just ideas generally like um philosophers tend to make bad writers gotcha <laughs> uh, but it's uh it's it's cool to be able to like you know goof around with ideas that you know heady and weird right so yeah awesome those are the two this is an off-the-cuff question but how much 
of the auger of the obscure did you write? All of it. Oh <laughs> my! <laughs> wrote that whole thing. Nice. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I I I wrote his dialogue. Bakudis actually did the uh, the quest implementation. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I I mean I I have when you mentioned the auger earlier, I was like, oh my god, I wonder how much of that he had a hand in because you're going to watch chat freaking flip the F out right now because <laughs> the auger of the obscure is like one of the most loved things in this game. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was glad to see that. He was super, super fun to write. That's cool. Oh my God. Look at chat. Chat is blowing the hell up. <laughs> you are freaking amazing. That was such good writing and so much fun. And everybody loves having that relic in their house and just hitting that thing over and just letting it talk. It is so <laughs> Thanks, freaking man. funny. I'm glad you guys dig it. Oh, totally. He was, he, was, he was a blast to write. He's a really funny character. That's good stuff. Okay, so we've kind of hit you with all the super important questions, and now we have something a little special that we normally do when we have a very special guest on the show. I'm psyched. Let's do it. <laughs> this is called our rapid fire round so we're just going to feed you questions and then the first thing that pops in your mind you got to just kind of say what you what you think the answer is so <laughs> okay there's only about you know there's only about 10 or 12 usually the lightning round usually goes pretty darn quick so you up for it yeah let's do it man okay here we go some of them are yes or no some of them you got to answer first question have you ever role played a character in a game Absolutely. I, I, I play D&D. That's all I do. Oh, that's good oh stuff. Oh, my God. Could you imagine this guy as your freaking DM? Oh, uh, I'm not the DM. My, uh, oh. my, my DM is a super talented guy named Jimmy Merritt. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, I do enough storytelling. I like to just play in a story when we're playing D&D. So. Absolutely. That sounds like a freaking epic, epic D&D group. We just started an Underdark campaign. Of breaks oh, my Ooh. God. That's good That's stuff. So awesome. All right. Next question, sir. Favorite book of all time. Oh my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I like a lot of books. Hit them with all the hard <laughs> questions. Tonight. I, um, so, uh, books that were formative for me, I guess, uh, the Tao Te Ching, uh, by Lao Tzu. Um, thus spoke Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche. God bless you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I love, um, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison, uh, Catcher in the Rye. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, hey, having a brain fart got me on the spot. Well, you rattled off. You like, just nailed it. Right? Yeah, you're good, man. Okay. All right. No so those, that, that, that's it. That's all of them. Oof, that's pretty good. Catcher in the Rye actually is an excellent book. That one I yeah, did read. I love, I love that book. Breaks my heart. Okay, you may have already answered this one on Twitter today, but we're going to have you answer it just one more time because we love elder memes and they want to know how many lean cuisines can... <laughs> I already answered now. this on Twitter. You didn't see it? I, I did see it. Uh, yeah. Our listeners did. I said 40. Did. I said 40. 40 and then immediately... And then Lady Yen put it up on Imperial Library that I said 40 lean cuisines and it's there forever. <laughs> way, to, way to go. You made an official lore. Well, I, I, was, I was thinking about it. I was like, I just immediately... And then, like, I was thinking about it for a second. I was like, that's a lot of lean cuisines. That's a lot. And yeah, I mean, you know, I figured they like, you know, distend their jaw or whatever. Like, but even then, 40 is is a lot. I might have to revise it. 
How weighty is that, though, to know that just from a Twitter post, <laughs> the Imperial <laughs> Library has now made that lore because you said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes you makes you very careful. Choose your words yeah. wisely. Yeah, it makes you it makes you think you should be more careful. <laughs> we were dying laughing when you answered that question. By the way, oh, that's good. I love this guy. <laughs> okay, next question, sir. Favorite adult yeah. beverage. Favorite adult beverage: rum and coke. Ooh. You watched Very me drink nice. about 40 of them while we were in Vegas. So. Oh, that's good yeah, stuff. We, we had a lot. Um, some of these questions may or may not um, require a quicker response. So if you have something that you have on, on your mind that you, you want to say, then we're just going to have you say it. So next question. Sure. Can you give us a lat long location for Old Mary's? <laughs> uh <laughs> I'll First have to confer with my lawyer. I don't. I, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I, I don't. That's not I don't what know. I was going for right there. <laughs> Vocal guard? Is that? Is that? Are we? What are we doing? I don't know. I'll take it. Well, the Altmer, the Altmer wrote in, and they were looking for Old Marys, so we were trying to help them locate it. But... Oh, all right. Okay. Well. All right. Next question. The okay. your favorite pastime aside from gaming? Uh, bleh. um. I like to hike. I like to do art. Uh, I like to read. Um, I like to like goof around with my kids. Uh, my my son and I are on a, a thousand piece puzzle right now, which is pretty intense. Nice. That's 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 how Ooh. intense things get at the Tuttle household. Um, <laughs> that's good stuff. Father son time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. And yeah. uh, like I said, I play D anD D with my buddies. Watch movies. Yeah. I love it. So speaking of movies, when you're searching for something to watch on TV, you're flipping around. Every once in a while, we come to that one movie that we go, oh, not passing this one up. Usually a rerun. What movie is that for you? Uh, I I have, I mean, so I've watched Empire Strikes Back about 50,000 times. Oh. Um, I've watched Indiana Jones and the, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've watched about 50,000 times. Uh, things that approach that big trouble in Little China, seen oh. a million times. <laughs> nice. uh, Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. I watch that way too often. Great movie. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, Princess Bride. That goes without saying. But oh. I think Raiders is probably. I've seen Raiders probably. Oh yeah, that's good. Anybody want a peanut? Anybody want a peanut? probably know how you're going to answer this next question based off of your last one, but we're going to give it a go anyway. This is a very important question, Mr. Tuttle. All right. Star Trek or Star Wars? Take your oh, time. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so All much. Right. Did it rip say Star Trek? Yeah, that's why he's not back on the show yet. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's hilarious because like my uh, my friends growing up, um, we were all huge Star Wars fans, and my buddy Jimmy and my buddy Ben were like secret Star Trek fans. Like nobody knew, and like they were like having a secret Star Trek cabal or whatever because they thought we were going to like kick them out of the group or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so then like, oh. later on, you know, when we were in, in, you know, this is when we were in like elementary school, and then when we got into like middle school and high school, they were like sharing with us that oh no, we actually really like Star Trek, and I never got in. And everyone's like, "Oh, you got to watch DS Nine." And I watched like one episode, and I was like, "I can't, I can't hang, man, I can't hang." And 
another buddy of mine was really into uh, you know TNG when we were in college and I tried I watched like six episodes of that and I just I don't know I don't know I'm probably I'm turning off a lot of people right now I think there's probably a lot no please continue you're doing great you're doing great (laughs) (laughs) this is an Elder Scrolls uh, Online slash Star Wars community so okay all right yeah no I'm I'm so so yeah long story short yes TLDR I like Star Wars a lot more than Star Trek awesome all right next question this one's very serious do you make your wife call you the lore master (laughs) no (laughs) i don't make my wife call me anything um no she's uh it's it's something that we it's it's funny like she uh she's a teacher and so she tells people at work oh that's awesome that like she's married to the lore master and and everyone's like what is what are you talking about like that doesn't does not compute <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's okay. Awesome. We have one more question for you, and this one's not really that big of a deal, but we just figured, you know, rapid fire, just whatever rolls off yeah, your let's, tongue. Let's do it, man. What happened to the Dwemer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Please go ahead. Just, show, just go ahead. Short answer, sir. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I, I uh, not at liberty to discuss anything related to that. Sorry. All right. Looks like we got to get God Howard on the show. Dang it, Todd. It's <laughs> good stuff. So that's the I'll let him know you asked if, if it's any. Whatever I mean. what, what was that? I'll let him know that you were interested. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Let him know. We can take interviews over the phone, too. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Oh, all right. No, that's that's the end of the rapid fire round. We're not going to put right. you through. Good stuff. Else. You did good. You did good. Your <laughs> best you. your best really answer good. was Star 10 Wars. So 10? You, ten, eleven out of ten. Eleven all out right, of ten. Sweet. All right. So Cash has a special lore lesson. Uh, I think. Uh, are you are you ready to to dish this out? I don't even know what it is. Oh yes. Okay. Apparently, this is for you, Lehman. Oh man. So. Uh, spot. Yeah. Well, this is. I, I actually I actually hit Lehman up um, earlier in the week, just asking if he had a favorite piece of lore, and he gave me a few general topics, and I had to pick the one, at least the one topic that I think that he uh, that he would have liked, and it has something to do with our scaly friends. Yay! Yay! And just because it's a very special week on the Lore Seekers podcast, we're so honored to have you here, and we, we uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. We absolutely had to do something to to treat you a little bit. And I know you already know this story. Our folks might not know the story, which is why I wanted to bring you a story about our Argonian friends from Merkmire. So this week we are dedicating our lore lesson to you, the master storyteller, lore master, Lehman Tuttle. Sweet. So tonight we're going to tell the story in lore lesson number 91, Still can't believe we've done 91 freaking lore Jeez. lessons. We are going to keep you on for number 100, but we didn't want to wait. We're like, no, <laughs> let's have him on now. <laughs> anyway, tonight we are doing a lore lesson on Red Bramman, the notorious Argonian pirate and brigadier. Now, this certain Red Bramman operated out of Black Marsh during the first era. Now, Bramman was given the nickname Red because of some long red hair that he had, which was very uncharacteristic for the scaly race of Argonians. Now, there is some speculation that 
Red Bramman was actually a human because of how he was described in the book A Pocket Guide to the Empire, but he is largely known to have been an Argonian. So operating in the area of Topol Bay, Red Bramman and his pirate crew would use the waterways to reach imperial settlements and caravans and rid them of their valuables and then disappear into the deep marshlands of Black Marsh. Bramman and his brigands were not very easy to track as they would venture deeper and deeper into the swamplands further than anyone had ever attempted. Here's a little fun fact for you. Deep within the swamps of Black Marsh, where now is the site of the city of Black Rose, Red Bramman had established a very sizable bandit kingdom hidden deep within the marshlands, and it was connected to the Topol Bay by a series of waterways and winding rivers with thick mangroves which shrouded the entry and exit from Bramman's ships which is going to become a very important point here now because of the piracy of Bramman against the Alessian Empire in Topol Bay Red Bramman became the focus of then Empress Hestra of Cyrodiil he was lifting a lot of things from Cyrodiil and Hestra got super pissed Hestra got pissed a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of Hestra got pissed off story. Yes, and this one in particular, she instigated an anti-piracy campaign in the first era, year 1033, and called for the head of Red Bramman. Now the problem was Red Bramman was very, very crafty, and he would prove to be a very difficult quarry to catch. Because not only him, but his crew were super elusive. So the Imperials would continue their pursuit of the pirate king, Red Bramman, and many, many battles would take place in the Topol Bay. But Red Bramman would always escape. And they remained, uh, all of these battles remained largely unsuccessful for the Imperials until the Imperial Navy uncovered something that would turn the tide in their favor. They discovered to pursue Bramman, and they discovered his means of escape. And it was a narrow, winding river that emptied into the Topol Bay near the settlement of Solrest. Now, the entrance to this waterway was concealed by the thick mangroves and dense, dense forest land that was there, swamp land that was there, and was not easily visible. Here's another little fun fact. This particular area that Bramman was escaping to was deep in the mangroves. And little was known about the Argonian culture by the men of Cyrodiil. The native Argonians in the area of Black Marsh were very, very weary of Imperials because they had a history of raiding and enslaving the lizard race. So the Imperials made many attempts to push deeper and deeper into the marshlands to settle, especially when they were trying to fight that piracy. But the native Argonians began to fight back and they started to get increasingly violent, fearing that more Imperials would come if they were allowed to set roots into the region. Now back to Bramman. Once the Imperials had discovered his hidden waterway and how he was able to escape so quickly, they gave chase deep into the mangroves and eventually followed Bramman and his crew onto land. Now the Imperials tracked Bramman and his brigands deep into the heart of Black Marsh eventually cornering them in the area that is now known as Black Rose. Bramman was finally caught 
and when he was caught, he was immediately executed, and his head was delivered to Empress Estra. Ooh. Kind of gnarly, kind of a terrible end for such a kick-ass character with a really cool story, and I wish there was more. I truly do, because he was a really cool pirate, especially in those waterways and just being able to navigate those quickly and escape, and I love that whole story. But in my personal opinion, I don't think that Red Bramman was just a pirate. When you really think about it, he was unafraid of an encroaching foreign enemy. When the Imperials were moving in and enslaving them, he knew that was a threat. So much so, he launched his own offensive against them and hit them where it hurt in their pocketbook. So well known for for forging behind the scenes an enemy-type sabotage warfare, the Argonians chose to fight smarter than their opponent. And they continued to do this for years. So would, was Red Bramman in it just for the loot? Or was there an ulterior motive at hand? I personally believe that aside from simple piracy for personal gain, Red Bramman and his crew were striking back at an enemy who struck first. And I applaud them for that. Another course to consider is that Tamriel as a whole during the first era knew very little about Argonian culture because they didn't travel outside of Blackmarsh. It wasn't until the infamous raid of Red Bramman by the Imperials and when he was tracked into the Blackmarsh and the piracy was ended that the entire world of Tamriel would come to discover and eventually love the mysterious culture of the Argonians. I wanted to end with a little a little excerpt from a pocket guide to the empire. This is the third edition and it's entitled the war with the trees, Argonia and the black marsh. And it reads the historian, Brendan, the persistent writes, the Argonian people have throughout Tamrielic history been perhaps the most misunderstood, vilified and reviled of all the sentient races. Yet those who have taken the time to experience Argonian culture have gained a greater appreciation for this noble and beautiful people. End quote. But it should be noted that the historian disappeared during his final expedition into the deeper swamps of Black Marsh. And that, my friend, is for you, Mr. Loremaster. Thank you. As, well, you know, I love them Argonians. I know. I think there's going to be a lot of people who give you a hard time. There's there's a lot of debate about Red Bram and whether he's actually an Argonian or not. Yeah, there is. I started to find that during during my thing. I decided to go with yeah, he's he's Argonian. That's that's not my whole deal. That's <laughs> the way the lore tells it. And like to me, like between the Imperial Library and UESP, those are my sources. Unless you say different, sir. No, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get in the um, but Argonian history, you know, is, is the best. Everybody should read more of it. Uh, why yeah. is that? Why do you Why do you feel that way? Why do I love the Argonians so much? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, why do you? Yeah, like, why do you feel there's? Do you feel like they're misunderstood? Do you, do you feel like there's yes. more to it? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that we have a lot of. I mean, when we were messing with them in Meyer, I think that we have a lot of Western biases about what constitutes civilized life and you know we got this idea that oh you gotta build a house out of rocks or yeah 
you have to build these things that last a long time. Right. And, uh, and I, th- I think that's, that's a fundamental misreading what civilization is supposed to be. And, um, Argonians, they, they live the way they do because they want to live. That's, not afraid of a yeah. radical future where, you know, things, things disappear, things fall apart. And they face that with bravery and, and grace. And, uh, I think that they're, they're, they're super cool. They're the, they're, they're absolutely the best. <laughs> I keep saying this. I, I love all of our children. I do. I do. I love them all. <laughs> do love you, them all dearly. Do you love the Dunmer I, any less because we enslaved the Argonians? So, uh, yes. Well, you know, yeah, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, Uh-oh. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, I do. Have, I have one thing that I want to add about the Argonians because I'm totally on on the page with that, and, and now I'm like, play a damn Argonian. Why don't you play one? But here's one thing about the Argonians that I think the world could learn from. When an Argonian moves from Black Marsh and relocates to another area of Tamriel, they have this innate interest in the culture of where they're at and assimilating with, with where they are. And I think mm. if other people took interest in other people's cultures, the entire world would be better for it. And I don't mean to get philosophical, but I, I love that about this lore is they, they just have that innate trait. Is it even a trait? I don't know, but that is how they choose to do it. Rather than tell of their own history and where they're from, they want to learn of the history and where they're at. Uh, yeah. I think that's incredible. That's good. And really smart writing, too. It's really good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Very responsible. Oh, well, good lore lesson. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Fun one. Layman. Buddy. Yeah. I wish this wasn't over. Oh, man. Yeah, we could do this for a whole nother hour. This has been a year in the making. And uh, we just appreciate having you on, man. This has been a good time. That's been a blast, man. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. All right, friends. Oh, gosh, I don't want this. All right, well, for all of you who are here, thank you all so much for listening to Lore Seekers. If this is your first time tuning in, don't forget, uh, for every five-star review that we get on iTunes... We show you some love with a shout out here on the show. And uh, speaking of, we've got a we've got a few uh, we've got a few reviews to go through here. Doc Whiskey thirteen from the United States says this podcast is the best. They are there are many really good podcasts for you. So, for the Lore Seekers podcast stands alone at the top. Jibs and Cash deliver week in week out. Love or uh, lore laughs and love for the game make Lore Seekers number one. Well, thank you so much, Doc. There's you, a lot Doug. of great shows out there, cool. and make sure you go and check them out. Uh, Spartan Gunner from the United States says, Thank you, Cash and Jibs, so much for the work you put out every week in the show to produce such awesome content. You make my long drive to school every day so much better. I've been listening to the podcast since Volume 3 and rarely have missed an episode since. I fell in love with The Elder Scrolls, watching my uncle play Oblivion, and started my own adventure with Skyrim. That's so cool. I have been playing ESO on and off since release and more consistently since elsewhere. I have so much love for you guys and can't wait to join the PS4 NA Guild when I turn 18 in a little mo- over a month. You guys are the epitome of what makes this community so great. And again, thank you. Well, thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. That was really nice. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, you can always call us 765-382-6961. Uh, email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, our physical address is P.O. Box 3665, Terre Haute, Indiana, 
888-344-7803. If you're looking to join this community, maybe you want to be a part of the brand spanking new PS4EU guild. That's a thing now. You can visit loresecretspodcast.com forward slash guild, download Discord, join our Discord server, and apply by typing slash apply in the Apply to Guild channel, which, by the way, Lehman's a part of the community now. I am, yeah. He is. <laughs> it, it's been fun watching you navigate Discord. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was telling Cash that I uh, I accidentally I accidentally wandered into the goat channel. Oh, that's bad. And then that's... I was like, and then I just I was there for like a second, and then I just Homer Simpsoned into the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what's going on here. That's, yeah, that's like our family friendly version of a Reddit channel. It's pretty much what that is. <laughs> that's exactly why our goat post channel got its own dang channel because <laughs> it was getting nuts. And we're like, you just have your own channel. <laughs> For some reason, goats and lore seekers that call them lore goats, that is just a thing now. It is a thing. That's well, whatever's sure. happening, I'm sure everybody's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> all the goats oh, that's good stuff. Special <laughs> thanks to Family Jewels and Sorco Soundscapes on YouTube for the intro and ambience. And don't forget, you can find this show wherever podcasts are free. Nothing's charged. Not a single coin. We take any of that. Visit our official podcast, our official website, loreseekerspodcast.com. Cash? So, Liam, we want to give you a chance to plug your Twitter so people know exactly where to find you and your wiki oh, comment. Okay, yeah, I've got a, a Twitter. It's at Tuttle underscore power. If you want to hear about beekeeping <laughs> and D&D and stuff that's going on with the game, I guess you could follow me. It's exciting. I make, uh, you know, talk to these guys, talk to other fans. So, yeah, fun stuff. He does. Lehman will pop in on, on other people's comments and stuff, and it's you should watch people just flip the F out when he pops in. Like, whoa! It's pretty cool to watch, actually. It's <laughs> awesome. As for Jibs and I, you can find uh, Jibs on Twitter at JibsIRL. You can find myself at LoreSeekerCash. The cash is with a K, but don't forget to follow the show. We're on Twitter at LoreSeekersCast, on Instagram at LoreSeekers, on YouTube at LoreSeekers, and right here at our home on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash LoreSeekersPodcast. Friends, we hope you have a wonderful week in gaming. Be kind to someone. Show them that special ESO fam love. Buy them coffee. Do something. But anyway, Lehman, it's been a pleasure, my friend. It's been really great, man. Thanks. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Uh, yeah, it's really great. The game wouldn't exist without you guys. So, yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, see you in time around. It's fantastic. See you next week, sir. Safe travels, friends. See ya.